0: Welcome to TBN's Praise Podcast, hosted by Matt and Lori Crouch, where you will hear interviews with some of your favorite Bible teachers, pastors, authors, and Christian leaders. On today's show, Matt and Lori Crouch host best-selling authors and pastors, Joel and Victoria Osteen, as they share seven practices for living a fulfilled life and becoming the exceptional person God has created you to be.
1: Tonight's praise is all about the exceptional you, Victoria Osteen, we're starting with you. Yes. What are we unpacking all night tonight?
0: Well, I'm excited about my new book. It's okay. called Exceptional You. And the reason I said exceptional you is because the word exceptional is better than good. Okay. The word exceptional means to stand out, to be celebrated. And I believe that God has made each and every one of us to be celebrated. Yes. That we stand out. We're not ordinary. We didn't come off an assembly line but we're God's masterpieces. And I believe that when you read this book, there's practices that we should practice every single day to let the exceptional us come out. You know, sometimes life tries to bury us, tries to get us under circumstances and tries to cause us not to realize who we are in Christ. And the fact that he's already chosen us and called us to be exceptional in fact, that's why Jesus came. He came so that we could live an exceptional and abundant life. So all about, this book is all about just practicing the exceptional. You know, when you, when you practice certain things in your life, which you have to do every day, you know, it would be so great to just turn all the, 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 uh, the controls on autopilot and just go. But we can't live our life on autopilot. Every day we have to get up and we have to know who we are in Christ. Every day we have to get up and we have to lift our eyes off of our circumstances and onto our God. We have to fill our memory box with good things, you know, because sometimes the negative tries to push out all the good in our life. We have to learn to travel light. We can't carry around baggage from the past. We have to love well. Mm -hmm. We have to know that God's placed amazing people in our life. Even those difficult people can sharpen us. We have to learn to love well. And then we have to power up each and every day. We have to know where our power comes from. We have to know the power source so that we can uh, live this life that God's called us to live. So my, you know, my, my thing is this, you have to know you're chosen. You have to wear your crown. Hmm. Life can be difficult, but you have to know that you've been adopted by the creator of the universe and that he's made a way for you no matter how difficult it may be. I tell a story in the book about my friend, his name is Jim. And when he was just a little boy, his father came to pick him up from from school one day because his, his mother was having a baby. So when they got to the hospital, his father took him to the maternity ward. They looked in the large nursery window at his new baby. The nurse said, came out of the the, uh, nursery and she said, that's your new baby sister right there. Well, he got so excited to see his baby sister for the very first time. So his dad noticed the excitement. So he said, Jim, I want to tell you about the day you were born. And so he took his little eight-year-old boy and sat him down and looked him in the eyes and wanted to make sure he understood what he was about to tell him. He said, Jim, your mom and I did very much like we did today. We looked through the big nursery window but something different happened, Jim. When the nurse came out, she said to your, to your mother and I, you can have any baby in the nursery that you want. Mm-hmm. And he said, Jim, we looked at all those babies and we chose you. He said, Jim, you are chosen and you are accepted. And I believe that Jim that's was what adopted. our- adopted. Yeah, he was adopted. Jim was adopted. So that very moment he had just found out that he was adopted. And so I just tell that story to say, I believe that's what God yeah. is saying to all of us. He's saying, I know you and I chose you. And I think that's one of the most important things to understand to walk in this exceptional life that, that we have been given to live. Yeah. And it's not, just, uh, it's not just something that you figure out once, but it's something that you put in all the time, all the time. So I believe that's one, one way to live exceptional is to know you're chosen.
1: Joel?
2: Well, it's very, very. It's a great book. I'm proud of Victoria. She's an amazing lady. She's spoken so much faith into my life. And so oh. I just...
1: I, <laughs> <laughs> Don't do I'm not going to start
2: crying. <laughs> I cried too easy. But you know, what? she's talking about your chosen, it, like she said, life tries to push us down. But every day you've got to get up and you've got to remind yourself who you are. God breathes his life into each one of us. He's put seeds of greatness on the inside. And I believe that... You know, there are gifts and talents in us that we don't even know we have. I didn't think I could get up here in front of all of y'all. I I was behind the scenes for all those years. But let me tell you, God's put things in you that I believe in the coming days, you're going to have some opportunities to step up into new levels. And, you know, your mind tells you what you can't do. But I've learned this. You can talk yourself into your dreams or you can talk yourself out of your dreams. And so you got to get up each day and say, God, I thank you that I am chosen, that you are on the throne, that you are in control of my life, that you have handpicked me. When you have that right recording playing in your mind, knowing that you're valuable, that you are chosen, that you're a masterpiece, well, then you can put your shoulders back. You Hmm. can hold your head up high and you can say, you know what? I know I am a masterpiece. I know I am exceptional. When you do that, you know, you're you're knowing who the creator made you to be. You
0: know, and it's true because God has already packed us with everything that we need. He's already packed our bags. You know, Joel and I have traveled so much together. And every time I go to shut my suitcase, I always think, did I leave anything out? I mean, (laughs) I don't know if you gals can uh, identify with this, but I'm always like, I hope I didn't leave anything out. And, you know, sometimes in life we can feel like we're lacking. We can feel like maybe we don't have enough resources. I had this dream, but I don't know the right people. We feel like we're lacking. And you know, I just want to tell you today, you're not lacking anything because God packed your bags and he didn't leave anything out. You've got every single thing you need. The key to that is we have to learn to unpack our bags. We have to learn to stir up what's on the inside of us and bring out those gifts and talents. And so I think sometimes we don't feel like we have enough, but God is saying, you're more than enough, but you have to do your part. You have to align yourself with me. You have to get into agreement with me. You have to get up every morning like Joel was saying and tell yourself who you are. You know, because life tries to push us down. I think about David, Uh, you know, the King David, he was just a shepherd boy. We've heard the story, we all know the story, his father, left him out in the field, and brought all of his brothers in for Samuel to see. When he finally had to go get David out of the field, can you just imagine a minute how David felt? Hmm. He walks in to this room. All of his brothers are dressed in their finest. I'm sure he's wearing his shepherd's clothing. And he's like, what's going on? Then he realized, you know what? I'm last choice. Hmm. I wasn't first choice. Can you imagine what he thought why didn't my dad come and get me? Why, why wasn't I brought in first? He could have hung his head down. He could have been offended. He could have thought, well, if my dad doesn't believe in me, how can I believe in myself? But you know, David, he believed that he was a king. And when he was anointed that day, he didn't say, do I have everything I need? He said, if I'm anointed king, I believe I'm king. And that's how he lived his life, through all the difficulties, through all the challenge, He believed that he was king. And I I know that that it's not always easy to believe that you're chosen, that God's got a plan for your life. When we remind ourselves every single day that we're anointed, that God has given us assignments, that we are his masterpiece, that we have purpose, that we have destiny, it does something to the inside of you. It allows you to unpack what God's already packed in you.
3: Now you know why she wrote the book, so from a personal standpoint, okay. Victoria is the per- perfect person to write this kind of a book because she lives this. She does this every day. She's very intentional. This is something that you can live by. She lives by it. They, they both live by it. And they've learned, you know, this hasn't come easy. You have had to learn to do these things. You have had to learn to travel light and to keep the memories you know, the good memories and tell that story about Roma.
0: Well, we were in Morocco, happened to be over my birthday and uh, we were, when they were uh, filming the Bible. And so we happened to be uh, on the set for my birthday and so that night we were able to sneak away and have a birthday dinner. And so at the end of the dinner, Roma pulls out a present and she said, you know, I want to give you this present. And I was like, you know, you're so busy. Anyway, I opened the present and pulled it out. It was a a beautiful box that had been uh, crafted by the local artisans there in Morocco. Beautiful, and she said, now Victoria, I want to do something kind of corny. She said, but it's a tradition, uh, an old Irish tradition, because she's Irish. She said, I'm going to pass the box around the table, open the box, and everyone is going to speak a blessing or a memory or a prayer and we're going to put it inside the box. And so I was like, okay, never had this happen before. So she began and she said some beautiful, lovely things. And then she literally like took her hand and put like she placed it in the box and she passed it around. So there was about eight of us there. And by the time it got to my husband and my two children, I was just a mess. <laughs> I was just crying. And it was one of the most unique and uh, and, and just wonderful gifts that I had ever been given. So when we flew home, I had my box and I I put it right in my office where I could see it. And so one day I was, it had been a few weeks, I walked in, I was feeling kind of down and discouraged. Things weren't going my way. I was having some challenges like we all do. And I happened to notice that box. So I walked over to that box and I literally opened that box and put my ear to that box. Hmm. And I began to just relive that night and the beautiful words spoken over me. And I began to just let those soak into my heart. And it was amazing how as I just shut my eyes and started listening to what was in that box, my whole atmosphere changed. Mm -hmm. The whole atmosphere of the room, the atmosphere in my mind changed. I could feel my strength coming back. You see, I began to realize what we put in us is so important and that when we begin to remember the good, it will push out the bad and it'll change our circumstances. You know, to be exceptional doesn't mean that you're not going to face challenges. Right. Doesn't mean you're not going to have difficulties. We all face challenges, we all have difficulties, but you have the exceptional in you so that you can rise above those difficulties and challenges. Mm-hmm. And so that's one way is to just fill your memory box. You know, there was a study done and it was showed it showed that that negative thoughts actually take up more space
1: oh my in our
0: mind God. than positive ones do. So it has to be our job to make sure that we are putting the positive in every single day so that we can crowd out that negative because that negative just takes up too much room. You know it's easier they say, this was kind of a trivial study they did, but they were saying that a person will literally uh, remember losing $50 before they'll remember gaining $50. Oh my goodness. So, we have to remember the good. We have to store up the good. The Bible says this, a good man out of the good treasure stored up in his heart will bring forth good things. Mm-hmm. So we have to decide, what are we storing up? We have to bring forth the good things. Yeah. The good things are out there, but it's what we're focusing on. So that's what I learned that day is I thought, you know what? I have a choice of what I'm thinking about. I have a choice of what I'm allowing to dictate my life. Because we all know that our life will follow the direction of our thoughts. Not bad things are going to happen. Things are going to go our way. But we don't have to get stuck there. Because when we begin to Replay the good and live the good. Maybe it's maybe you need to start your own memory box. Maybe it's not even a physical memory box like the one I had, but it's what are you putting in your heart? Yeah. How about when your husband told you how beautiful you were? <laughs> your kids wrote you that special note. The time that your friend spoke a blessing over your life. Mm-hmm. Those are the things that we have to pause and we have to begin to remember that, hey, God has made me exceptional. I'm chosen by him. I have everything I need to succeed. And just begin to play the good and don't let the bad just continue to play over and over in your mind. Sometimes I have to literally catch myself because I I can hear a negative tape going in my mind and I have to say, whoa. And you know, the more you practice that, the better you'll get at it. The more you'll be able to control what you're thinking about. But you have to practice it. It's like I talked about earlier. We can't just set the dials and go on autopilot. We have to be purposeful and intent and have intent on what we're putting into our life. Mm.
2: You know, I think it's interesting, Victoria, because sometimes we remember what we should be forgetting and we forget what we should be remembering. You know, it's easy to remember the hurts and remember the disappointments and remember the times we fail. But I love that example of the memory box because you gotta re- you got to remember the good things. you got to remember the, the victories in your life. You think about even one way David defeated Goliath. It says he remembered that he'd killed the lion and the bear. Hmm. Think about if David would have remembered his failures, and remember the negative things people have said. Well, that's going to keep us defeated. So I would encourage you, man, remember the good. Tune out all those negative voices. It's a choice we have to make. And I think of the example I like to use a lot is, you know, when we're at home, we have our remote controls and we flip through the channels of the television. Well, it's the same way, in one sense, in our mind, these different thoughts come negative memories, somebody that hurt you, or failures that you made. You got the remote control. Change the channel in your mind. Wow. Turn it over to a channel of victory. You know, get off all the negative and just when you remember the good and live out of a place of, of faith and peace and, and joy, that's where you can do great things. I, I even think of one more thing. You know, when my, my father passed away, Daddy died in in his house. He had a heart attack about midnight, one Friday night. And my mom called me at 2 o'clock in the morning. And, you know, Friday night I was asleep. And Joel, Dad's had a heart attack. And so I rushed over there. And the paramedics had moved all the furniture in the living room. And, you know, kind of in a fog, you know, at 2 in the morning. And your dad's had a heart attack. I just, I remember all the furniture was moved. And there were eight men working on my dad. And they were putting the paddles on him. Long story short, my dad went to be with the Lord. Now we got past all that but you know weeks to come and months to come I would go visit my mom and I would come back into that living room and my first thought was oh man this is where my dad passed and I could that, that scene would want to start playing over and over oh, the goodness. paramedics and the, the the sadness and this and all that you know what I do I made the choice I said you know what I'm not going to remember all the negative I'm going to remember the times I sat here and visited with my dad I remember the times he played with my children here but it was a choice we have to make because memories can take you back to a, a negative place or they can take you to a good place. Mm. Man, I, I'm choosing to remember my victories, remember what God's done in my life, remember God, how God's made a way when we didn't see a way. And I think when you, you live out of that positive memory box, it helps you
1: to keep moving forward in life. Let me just make a personal kind of uh, thought here. You know, they're like this all the time. You know, I mean, we've been a couple places with them and literally, they're really like this. You know, I just can't believe it. You know, sometimes, sometimes, <laughs> no, honestly, I, I I have heard a couple of challenges that they've gone through here and there. And, you know, it's hard to ever get them to tell you about anything that they're challenged by, but occasionally I'll hear, you know, and they're like this all the time. That's why, you know, a lot of people, you know, think how in the world could somebody always be speaking good and life over them all the time because that's really who they are. And to sit here, I'm sitting here thinking about, you know, many times we've been here before and, and, those, and those good memories. But if I sit and think about the hours or so that we've been together, I, I'm hearing that tape that you're like this all the time. You're never talking about your challenge, you're never dwelling on your circumstance, you're never, you're constantly speaking that and I know from the fact that, I mean, I've been in the car with you and you're always like this and I'm telling you, they're always like this. I mean it is, it is just a shock. I I love it.
3: I don't. I don't know that you can have the um, what's the word?
1: The... Uh, I'm not sure, babe.
3: <laughs> <laughs> the influence. Thank the you. The influence. Sure. I got that myself. Um, the influence that they've had around the world without actually living out what you preach. Yeah. And um, the two of them do that. And I'm and I I just um, they've trained themselves. And for him to tell the world and for Victoria to tell the world um, that you can be victorious and that you can be a survivor and you don't have to be a victim and all that. They live that because, and, and they're telling us how to do that. I don't know how people can give them flack for helping us around the world to live a victorious life. Has it's anyone
1: just, ever given you flack? Never. Never, no, no.
3: no that's do, never happened. and I've read it and I can't stand it. <laughs> But I digress.
1: <laughs> Exceptional. <Yeah.
3: laughs> I'm gonna no stop one's ever given now. us
1: flack either, so that's never
0: happened. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, how do you
3: travel light? Yeah. What does that mean?
0: Because um, I never travel light. You know, yeah. I want to just real quick talk about that difficulties and, and you do have to you have to make up your mind that you're going to lift your eyes from your problems and really begin to set your eyes on the promises of God, because it's the promises of God that are going to give you strength. And it's the promises of God that are going to get you through. It's not just a positive mindset, but it's knowing that the Creator of the universe is for you and He's not against you. And that if God be for you, it doesn't matter if the whole world is against you. And so it's not actually where you've been, but it's where you're going. And those are the decisions that you have to make. And I remember One time, uh, many years ago, I was going through the most devastating challenge in my entire life and I wasn't thinking the right thoughts. It was so difficult for me. I found myself not even wanting to go outside. I didn't want to leave my house. It was just so difficult and I I just felt myself not being who I was and it was it was really you know it was horrible for my life and I remember saying this has got to stop and I'll never forget you know God said I'm your banner of victory yeah. and in the scripture it says that he's our Jehovah Nissi. He's our banner of victory over our head and I remember thinking okay God then I'm gonna wear my banner I'm gonna put it over my head and everywhere I go I am going to believe that you are my banner of victory and that you are for me. And it doesn't matter if the whole world's against me. doesn't matter if my dreams aren't coming true. You are for me. And so I just, everywhere I went, I pictured this banner of victory over my head. And it empowered me to boldly move forward. And I'll never forget, God did some amazing things in my life in the most difficult times of my life. That scripture says that God's doing a new thing you know, can you not perceive it? It's springing up even now. And I realize that everything doesn't have to be perfect before God is doing that new thing. And your job and my job is to look for the new thing that he's doing. Not the old thing that has happened to you, but the new thing that God's doing right now. And I grew and I, I flourished When I wore that banner of victory, and when I drew a line in the sand and I thought, you know what? No more am I going to dwell on my circumstances because God is going to get me through and I'm going to be stronger than I ever have. I I wrote my very first book. I wrote children's books. I grew exponentially in that time. I could have gotten stuck. But I didn't. I wore that banner of victory. So I just want to encourage anyone out there that's having a difficult time. God is doing a new thing. Thank you, Lord. He's not going to do a new thing later when your circumstances are all, you know, repaired and you're sitting pretty. No, God is going to do a new thing right now. But you've got to perceive it. You've got to look for it. You've got to believe it and then begin to move forward in those things. We hope you're enjoying the Praise Podcast. We'll get back to the interview soon.
1: Just uh, recently, uh, back in 2018, kind of the end of 2018, I was watching TBN, and we have a program on called Book of Mysteries with Jonathan Kahn, and uh, we get a lot of really great comments about that. But just happened to walk through a room where the TV was on, and, and I stopped because I heard him say something about the wilderness and what he was explaining uh, that back in the Hebrew text and what Israelis and those that speak native Hebrew understand about the wilderness, the, the word for that in Hebrew is midbar. And I don't know if it's, that's the exact pronunciation, you but it, I, it seems like it was midbar. And that the, the, the Hebrew people or the Jewish people would see that as a holy place so that when you're taken to a wilderness experience in a tough time in your life, that that's a way God separates you so that He can speak to you, and there was such a refreshing in the, in that word. You're saying the exact same thing, and I'm supporting that with Jonathan, you know, Khan's midbar, and that that it really is described in a in a in a way of being a holy place, and that God separates. Think of what Jesus' wilderness experience was. He modeled everything that needed to be modeled about warfare. Mm -hmm. Speak truth to a lie. The devil came to him and lied and he spoke truth to it. So wilderness experiences, Moses in a wilderness. It was
3: always a good thing.
1: It was always a good thing. It was a holy ground. Take your shoes off or it's holy ground. And so oftentimes we think of bad times as bad times when God is wanting to separate you to make it a good time. And you Holy experienced God. that. You, you did.
0: And I think that the key, that even when Jesus was taken into the wilderness and the enemy came to him on many accounts and tried to, you know, cause him to question his worth. Yeah. That's actually, if you are, then do this. If you are the Son of God. And so it was always constantly trying to question his worth. And I think that when Jesus came back with the truth, you know, he realized who he was. I mean, he knew who he was. And I think in those experiences, if you can understand your worth and that Jesus died for you and that you are exceptional and this is a time to not, you know, just throw down your weapons and run, but this is the time to dig deeper. This is the time to say, God, what are you doing in me? What do you want to do through me? What do I need to learn right now? And you know, a lot of times we just need, and it's very simple, and I have to tell you, my husband's so good at this, and he helps me so much. And it's good to have good people in your life, good material, good people. The last thing you want to do when you're walking through a a, a storm or a wilderness experience is to get people to agree with you. (laughs) You know, you might not want to hear they're lifting you up right that moment. It may not feel it, but let me tell you something, you want to get around people who are gonna encourage you. Get around the word that's gonna encourage you. Because sometimes what we need to do is just quit talking. Mm. Just zip it up, (laughs) you know? Because so many times we wanna just express our pain and we want people to know what we're going through. But the more you talk about it, the bigger it gets. Yeah. You're magnifying your problem and you're not magnifying God. Yeah. And, you know, that's why Jesus spoke truth because he wasn't going to magnify, you know, what the enemy was trying to do to him. I mean, he was very vulnerable. He had just fasted for 40 days and 40 nights. He was, he was hungry. He was, you know, I couldn't go 40 days and 40 nights with, without eating. I'd be a wreck. <laughs> but, you know, he just kept speaking truth. He wasn't, you know, that's what I'm saying is you can't just get your eyes on your circumstances and your problems and talk about those. You have to speak the word of God. That is where the power lies. Yeah.
1: Wow. The, you know, I, 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 I tell you something. The, 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 when we start talking about legacy and we start remembering the types of programs that have been done in this studio and the legacy of the Osteen family and that you're carrying it on. None of us could have ever imagined your lives, you guys, both of you, uh, your lives represent above and beyond all that you could ask or think. You're living it and you're teaching us how to do it. We thank you, we celebrate you, 20 years in the ministry just weird that that I just you know that, that our movie came out the same week you know and you were it I saw the date on the screen it was October 3rd I think I got there the next weekend yeah. and uh, got to show a clip of our little film that we had done and and what an amazing thing we celebrate 20 years with you it's just a great thing 2019 um, and um, it's been exceptional <laughs> <laughs>
0: You know, it's funny because, let's see, we had a daughter who was three months old, just barely three months old, and our son Jonathan was three and a half years old, and now Jonathan has spoke his first message at the church. Yeah, yeah, and so, and our daughter's a junior in college. He graduated uh, about a year and a half ago, but it's just interesting because we always made our children a part of the ministry. Mm -hmm. Uh, we, We just, we knew we couldn't do it without them, And so we made them a part of the ministry on our nights of Hope. We gave them a job. And it's interesting because we're just so grateful that now, you know, our children are living the same, living this life and they love the church. You know, they, they don't despise the church. They love the church. They love, they love God. They love, you know, just being able to serve the people. And so it's really, it's, it's a, it's a remarkable. I can't even believe that it's been 20 years. You know, some days it feels like it's been 20 years, but (laughs) Some days it doesn't, so you know how that goes, right?
2: I'm looking forward to the next 20 years, y'all. It's going to be another 20 good years. and uh, You know, it's just, I I know this, that none of us are here by accident. I I think of this often, that when God laid out the plan for the earth or for the world, he had to choose people before the foundation of time. So he chose Abraham to live in his day, and David, and Ruth, and Esther, and Sarah, and the disciples and on down through the New Testament. You know, God is a specific God, a detailed God. But think about when God looked at the year 2019. He thought, who am I going to choose to live at that time? Who can I trust to live at a time where you have technology and a lot going on in the world? Well, well, God didn't choose Moses. He didn't choose Ruth or Esther or Sarah for our day. He looked in your eyes, and He chose you and me. And so He has equipped us, He's empowered us to really You know, this is our time to leave our mark. This is our time to do something great. And by great, you don't have to be up in front of people. You can be great where you are, right right where you are every day. So I just encourage you, again, know that God handpicked you. He chose you. He's equipped you. And, you know, nothing you face is too much for God. No no dream too big. God can, I said it earlier, one touch of his favor can turn any situation around. And that's what I've seen in these last 20 years, Matt and Laurie, is that, you know, God can open doors that you can't open. God can make things happen that you can't make happen on your own. You stay faithful to him. You honor him. You be your best each day. And then you take the limits off of him. You don't know where God will take you. He's a, you know, opened the door to the Compact Center and put us in front of a lot of people. But you know, it's, just, it's easy for me to encourage people to let you know that God is good, that he's for you, that he's got big things in store because I've seen it in my own life. And Listen, he's done it for you in the past. He's going to do it again in the future. You wouldn't be alive unless God had something amazing yeah. up in front of you. And I've learned this that the enemy, he always fights you the hardest when he knows you're close to a new level of your destiny. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes when we get in those difficult times, we, we, you know, we see it. You know, man, why is this coming against me? Well, that's just a sign that God has something great right up in front of you. Yeah. In those tough times, that's when you have to be strong and show the enemy you're more determined than he is. That you are in this to win it. And listen, God. God's going to turn that around, and He's going to take you to new levels of your
1: destiny. Oh, Beautiful. Yeah. Love that.
0: I always,
3: <laughs> I always love, love to think that if the Bible was being written today, who would it be talking about? Yeah. Mm. You know, and and the the least likely, you know, the least tribe of Israel, or the the least likely, like an Esther or or just the ones that you know the fishermen that Jesus just picked for his disciples what it be why not have it be written about us you know why not it be written about you you know the the little lady that reached out and touched god touched jesus and the hem of his garment you know what would the bible be saying about us today and um, and the battles and how we fought well and how we believed well and um, i just I just love that and I love this book (laughs) (laughs)
0: Thank
3: you. and I love the person who wrote this book.
0: You know, it is interesting that it is all about stirring up. Like you said, you have to keep pressing on, fighting battles, you have to understand you're in the process. I have these two uh, lemon trees in my backyard and a friend of ours, a friend of mine, we were out in the backyard and we were walking past these trees and she said, ah, she stopped and she's like, I love your lime trees. And I started laughing. I said, Those aren't lime trees, that's a lemon tree. And she said, They look like limes to me, they're green. And I said, Oh, okay. Well, those are lemon trees. They're going to turn from green to yellow, but they're in the process. Mm. And so often we get stuck in the process and we have to understand that. Everything that we go through is building character. It's building a foundation for our life. That we are going to go from from green to yellow. It's just going to take some time. And we don't want to get stuck in the process. So we have to stir up our faith. Like you said, we have to fight those battles. It always reminds me about what, Timoth- what Paul said about the young uh, protege Timothy. He said to him, Timothy was discouraged, obviously, maybe he was even comparing himself to Paul. I can only imagine, you know, Paul was a, 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 a wonderful writer. He was a great leader and he was, could have been comparing his life to Paul. I mean, you know, comparison is the worst thing we can do. But Paul noticed his discouragement. Paul noticed that he was getting stuck and he wasn't going through the process the way he should. So he said to Timothy, he said, Timothy, stir up the gifts that are within you. And see, I love that because he said, stir up the gifts that are within you. Yeah. See, he noticed, he wasn't saying, you know, go over there and get a gift or that person's going to give you a I'm gift. Try one. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's in you, but you have to stir it up. And I think that's what we forget sometimes. We forget that, We've got everything we need, that God's not going to ask us to do anything that he hasn't already given us, prepared us for. Now, we may be in the process. We may be gaining knowledge. We may be gaining experience. But he's not going to give us an assignment that we can't fulfill. So I just think that sometimes we have to look at it and say, this is scary. God, I don't think I have it, but God, I'm going to rely on you that I do have it. And I'm just going to fight this fear with faith because that's the only way you can fight fear is with faith. You know, it's interesting because Joel was raised a preacher's kid. He was raised in the ministry. That was what he did all his life. Well, the day he looked at me and said, this ministry is not going to grow until you start doing your part. I thought, what are you talking about? <laughs> he, I was That's like, don't I blame any too. failure on me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it, but there was something that he saw in me yeah. that I had to stir up. I was raised, my parents, my father worked at NASA and the space center and My mother ran a jewelry business. So I was just in the business side of things. I didn't, I was raised in the Church of Christ. I was raised going to church every Sunday and every Wednesday. And thank God that my parents put that in me. But I didn't have this. So I was like, what do you want me to do? And he would say, well, you need to get up there and speak. And I'll never forget, it was like, oh my gosh, is it Sunday again already? (laughs) It was like Sunday came around so quickly. And so I'll never forget thinking, I I am so scared. I can't do this. And then I made a decision one day. I was like, I have to fight this fear with faith. And I literally... Pictured Just this line of fear right there. Just the forces. Have you ever just felt the forces trying to hold you back? You can't even identify them. You can't put your finger on them, but they're real. You know, (laughs) the struggle is real. Isn't that what they say? And I remember thinking, all right, I am going to step over this line of fear. I'm going to give this to God. And I literally, on the platform, in my imagination, took a step of faith and I thought, I'm going right over this, wow. this, this, this line of fear and I'm just stepping over it. And it was as if I felt the Lord pulling me yeah. in. And I just thought from that day, I have stepped over the line of fear. Listen, God's not looking at our performance. Yeah. He's looking at our heart.
2: Right.
0: He's not, you know, we fail sometime, but God's not looking at us as failures. He's looking at us as learners. You know, Joel tells a story about the guy who was watching his son play ball. And and he kept fumbling the ball and fumbling the ball football game. And he leaned over to Joel's dad and he said, Did you see my son's two good moves? (laughs) You know, the father wasn't looking at him fumbling the ball. His father was looking at his two good moves. And that's what we have to understand. God's not looking at what you're doing wrong. He's looking at what you're doing Right. You've got to encourage yourself in the things that you're doing right and just know that God is helping you. See, neither one of us could do what we do without the help of God. I mean, literally every day we say, God, you got to help us. you got to strengthen us. you got to give us wisdom. Call out for wisdom. The Bible talks about call out for wisdom. And when you do call out for wisdom, believe and receive that wisdom. Don't doubt that God is going to help you. Have you ever gone and done something and you think, wow, God, that was you? I couldn't have done that on my own. You got to receive those things. You got to say, God, I'm believing that you. I'm believing that when I get to that destination, that decision place, you're going to have already prepared the answer for me. Yes. But you have to believe because the Bible says you can't be tossed. You know, sometimes we hope God's going to do it. No, you got to know God's going to do it. God can and God will.
1: Okay. Um, we want final thoughts on uh, exceptionalness. Okay. So, what we want to do? We got a couple of minutes left, Joel. Just, just love on the people, pray for them. Final thoughts, and then Victoria will give you the the the, the final word.
2: Well, that's awesome. Well, I'm, I'm I love being with you guys, and love being with all of you, and all the audience as well. But just again, know that uh, God's got you in the palm of His hand. He's got great things in store for you, and I, I hope you'll take the the wisdom from Victoria uh, tonight to to heart, to know that you've been chosen. God's already crowned you. He's already equipped you. And he's got just an amazing future in store for you. And I'd like to just pray a blessing over you. And just um, I hope you'll receive this into your heart. But Lord, I pray for all those that that are here and those that are listening. Lord, I, I know you've, you know everything that's going on in their lives, the challenges, their goals, their dreams, maybe, maybe some difficulties. But, Lord, I thank you that even right now, that every force that's trying to stop them is being broken. Lord, that you will release healing into those sick bodies and, Lord, free them from every addiction and every, every bondage, every bad habit. And, Lord, I just thank you for restoring what the enemy's trying to steal, that even tonight would be a breakthrough night in their life. We just speak hope and healing, favor and blessing, health. Lord, give them a bountiful 2019. Help them to take new ground. Lord, I thank you that faith is rising in their hearts right now. And we just call them healed and free and blessed. And Lord, let us be a blessing wherever we go. So I just declare for all of us by faith, we are strong. We are healthy. Thank you, Lord. We are redeemed, forgiven, talented, creative, disciplined, Focused, confident, secure, prepared, qualified, motivated, valuable, free, equipped, empowered, anointed, accepted, and approved. Not average, not mediocre, but we are children of the Most High God, victors and never victims. I believe it and declare it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. We love you very much.
1: Okay. How much time do we have left? Got about about 2 minutes. When you said the word healing, something jumped inside of me. Would you do a 30-second version of your mom's testimony and Absolutely. just Absolutely. Yeah, my mom in 1981 was given up with terminal
2: cancer. My mom had been healthy her whole life and I was away at college. My brother called me and said Joel mother's sick and 46 years old you know after you know a lot of tests 21 days in the hospital they said you know what you got a few weeks to live you have terminal cancer well medically speaking there was nothing that medicine could do great doctors but sometimes Doctors you know, come to their limitations, but you've got to know that God can do what medicine cannot Thank do. And it didn't happen overnight with my mom, but she didn't ever take on a victim mentality. She didn't ever say, why, God, me? She just fought the good fight of faith, and she got the scriptures, and she began to quote them, and she just began to pray for other people, and it didn't happen overnight, but little by little, my mother kept getting better and better, defied all the odds. Today my mom's 85 come years old. 30-something years later, so you know what? God did it for my family. He can do it for you. Again, when you believe, all things are possible. You don't have to figure it out. Just choose to be a believer and not a doubter. And
0: I believe God's sending healing, wholeness, and victory into your lives as well. So good. That is so good. I went into a friend of mine's, a quick little story, into her house that had just been renovated. She was so excited to give me a tour of her house. We got in there and she flipped on the lights and nothing came on. So we walked a little deeper into the house and it was kind of warm in there and so we realized the air conditioner wasn't on so she's flipping the lights, nothing was coming on in this beautifully renovated house that she was so excited to show off. So she calls her contractor and she said, what's going on? And he said, well we've been working on the house and we had to flip off the switch at the power source. He said, you got to go out and he told her how to flip it back on. And so when we came into the house, we, he, we, she flipped on at the power source in the breaker boxes. We came back in and all the lights were working. Listen, that's how we are. We're a beautifully constructed house. Hmm. We have everything we do need. We can run the dishwasher, turn the lights on. We have everything we need in this beautifully constructed house. But we've got to turn on the power source. We've got to connect to Beautiful. the power source, Jesus Christ. If you want your life to be exceptional, you are gonna have to connect to Him. And I believe when you do that, you're gonna see lights come on, you're gonna see things happen that you never saw before.
1: It's exceptional you. Joel and Victoria Osteen's been our guests all night. Go to Amazon, get it. Thank them very much for being here tonight. We'll see you next time.
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of TBN's Praise Podcast. If you enjoyed today's interview, be sure to subscribe to the podcast, share it with a friend and consider leaving a review. We look forward to having you join us back here next week.